Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Nicholas Hicks. I'm delighted to have Kayla and Mario. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. The recent projects of the contemporary artist Christo, such as Running Fence, Valley Curtain, Surrounded Islands, and Pont Neuf Wrapped, which consists of hundreds of thousands of yards of fabric or plastic draped or hung over natural features of the earth, have taken many years from conception to realization. To some extent, this is because the projects are controversial and have required permission from various government and private agencies for their construction. But Crystal is fully aware that his projects will raise these issues and insists that the work of art is not merely the physical object finally attained, but the whole process, the surveys, the engineering, leasing, the fabricating, the sibling, the hearings, and the rest of it. 23, every complex that has sculptures, that, that his sculptures were not merely the physical object finally attained, but the whole process, cutting the marble blocks at Carrara, shipping them to Florence, and settling the controversies over the final location of the statue. Or suppose that Spielberg insisted that even a delay in filming due to a severe storm or a strike by the electrical workers was part of the work of art, part of the film he was making. Are these three cases essentially similar? Or can a case be made that Crystal's work, unlike traditional art or even contemporary art, is established media? ceases to be mere physical construction on an actual site, but a project with extended temporal boundaries, whereby the social context of his realization takes on aesthetic import, quoted by DWC. Now, Mario, could you kind of kindly explain to me what is contemporary art? Absolutely. Contemporary art is referred to art made and produced by artists that are living today. They respond and they work and respond to global environment that's culturally diverse, technologically advancing and multifaceted. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, Kayla, do you have anything to add to that or not really? Sure. Um, contemporary art is considered as art today, but there's also been debates on how late it started, like the late 1960s or the early 1970s, somewhere around the end of the modern art era. Seems to be what most artists are considering an adequate estimate. Okay, okay, okay. Now, for the next I'm question. Sorry. Let me let me add on a bit more to that. Okay, um, okay. Contemporary art has a lot of um, mediums. For example, um, this artist called John Baldazzari, he created some. He created a stag beetle, and he used this very unique method of inkjet printing mounted on the fiberglass panel as opposed 
to the original, which is a <clears throat> recreation of the original image from the year 1505. So basically, they, um, this guy, he grabbed an old, an old artwork and recreated it using modern, modern technology. Huh, that's pretty interesting. Now, for the next question, who is Christoph and how about his wife? All right, I'll, <clears throat> I will take it from here. Christo um, was a, well, is a contemporary artist and he is most common, uh, most popularly known for him, for putting uh, cloth over many, many structures. One of his most famous being the running fence. Okay. Now, Caleb, how about his wife? Christo's wife, her name was Jean-Claude. And fun fact, they were actually born on the same day, same time, except Christo really? was born in Bulgaria and Jean-Claude was born in Morocco. Huh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, they first met in Paris in October 1958 and they started working together on installations. But John Claude wasn't credited until 1994. Mm, okay. Any any one of y'all want to add on to that, or should we move on? No. Oh, um. Let me let me add on. Um. It says here, according to my notes, that he most of his some of his arts are based on the. On, with his involvement of the Soviet social, socialist realism. And because of that, most of his art ties back to that. However, he also says that now he does arts purely out of fun. Yeah, which right. I, just, I, I just think that's kind of interesting because I, I guess you can call it more of a hobby than a job. Mm, yeah, you're right. So... For the next question, this is for you, Mario. Um, how did Christo work with the government and private agencies for his constructions? All right. So <clears throat> the way he would do it is, well, first we need to take into account that his artworks were extremely, extremely big. Um, so that was either, you know, sometimes his art would invade other uh, like private properties or might raise some environmental issues. So he will have to consult with those companies and make contracts and ask for permission to throw a piece of cloth, cloth over their property for their art or consult with environmentalist specialist saying, if I were to do it, how could this in fact impact the environment? So it was... You know, it consisted of a lot of regulations and working around those regulations and trying not to violate any, you know, trying not to be a hazard. I see. Caleb, would you like to add on to that? Of course. Um, using running fence as an example, that cut through many private properties, ranches, all the way from inland to the ocean. So not only did they have to regulate land space 
and air space, but also ocean space because it went out into the bay. So there was, it took 42 months of collaborative efforts between ranchers and government officials. There was 18 public hearings and three sessions of the Superior Courts of California. They even had to draft a 450 page environmental impact report to get this project even start. Hmm. Okay, now that, that's actually really, really interesting. Now, can anyone explain to me the process of art? Of course. Um, using another one of Christo's and Jean-Claude's work, the Surrounded Islands, which actually happened not too far away from FIU in the Biscayne Bay. Here, this took a lot of work because this was all in the water. So they had to get help from the Coast Guard and the US Army Corps of Engineers. But the process for this to even get started there was many drawings that had to take place. And they had pictures of the 11 man-made islands and Christo constructed drawings on these pictures showing dimensions, ratios, and just different aspects of how this would look like when it was completed. Okay. Now, uh, Mario, do you have any Thing to add on to that? No, yes, on the process of art? Oh, the process of art. Well, I believe that pro the process of art needs a unique combination of vision, you know, intuition and any collaboration with balanced craft. And, you know, requires a lot of technique, accountability and, dis and discipline. And you can see that with um <clears throat> with some of crystal's art you see how he had to um you know he needed a really like distinct vision and he also needed to he needed collaboration with um <clears throat> not just with his wife but with his you know with his abilities and and it really shows he also one thing i noticed that kayla, kayla pointed out was that you know, he would have to have a lot of drawings before he actually, ex you know, executed his artwork. And I like to think of that as preliminary art, which is basically the rough draft before you have to draw the actual thing or execute what you're going to make for art. I see, I see. Now, can uh, anyone, let's, let's, let's go back to the works. Um, running fence, for, for example, uh, Kim, any insight on the artwork? What do you think about it? Anything of that nature? I feel like to the, you know, to somebody who just looks at it, just like completely out of the context, people are just gonna question, why the heck will you throw a piece of cloth over a fence, right? Mm -hmm. However, of course, according to um, to WordPress.com, it talks about how his intentions were to emphasize an unrestrained imagination of possibility 
rather than the arbitrary nature of political and geographical boundaries alluded to it. I see, I see. Um, any, Kyla, Kayla, do you want to add on to that or? Sure. When I first saw this piece of work without having any background knowledge on it, it did kind of remind me of the Wall of China, the Great Wall of China. And so, mm -hmm. as Mario said, Christo's intention wasn't for it to be seen such that way, but as an exploration of imagination and such. And another way that I had kind of interpreted this piece was it looked like how before washing machines and all that stuff, how people would hang their laundry out on these clotheslines that extended long. Okay, I see. Now, does anyone want to talk about Valley Curtain and the art of what it meant to them, what you think it could mean to viewers? Um, what did you first think when you first saw it? Anything like of that nature? Valley Curtain to me, when I first saw it, it looks like a dam in the valley. Though it did have spots for the road to go through, it did look like one solid structure. But after doing research and looking more at the process and what it's supposed to mean, it really did change my perspective of how I first saw it. Okay. I think that's a nice observation. Now, Mario, do you have anything to add on to that or should we continue? No, I, I think Kayla just took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, that's great. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. Now, for the next work art, Surrounded Islands. Can anyone tell me what they thought of this when they first saw it and what this means to them? I mean, uh, I really don't know what to think of it besides you know how kind of how exotic it looks you know the huge contrast between the pinkish the pink fabric and the reflection of the blue sky on the water makes it you know really stand out i think that's a nice observation mario i really do it, it to me it really does look exotic now what about you kayla have anything to add on or should we continue Oh, sure. I have something to say. When I first saw this, um, of course, Biscayne Bay was in the title, so I knew it was in Miami. And seeing the bright pink surrounding the islands, it kind of reminded me of floaties. Like when people go to the beach or the pool and being in Miami, a lot of people do come for our beaches and stuff. And so that really like gave me that perception. Okay. Uh, very, very good observations. Yeah, allow me to give a bit more um, insight on that. One thing I could see about his artwork, at least the surrounding Iceland, about the environmental hazard it was to wildlife. It says here that, um, that there was a huge outcry amongst the people who support wildlife environmentalists, and there was 
and yeah, a lot of legal battle over the environmental harm that some blocking material could do to the marine ecosystem surrounding the Icelands. So kind of ties back to the fact that yes, there he had there was a lot of controversy with his artwork. I see. Now for the last work, um, you know, kind of running a little bit on time, but it's okay. I, it's a really good conversation. Um, does the work uh, punt new rap meaning to, thing to you guys? Um, like when you first saw it, what'd you think? I'm sorry, what's the name of the art again? I couldn't. Uh, it's uh, Pont New Wrapped. Pont New Wrapped, yes. The bridge? See, yes. Oh, you know, looking now that, now that you remind me of it, you know, it. To me, I don't see much significance to it, but I would say how the fiber of the cloth going down, like, like is there to be curtains, really gives it like a really nice aesthetic view. Like you can see the pattern and you look at it and to just, if you're to just imagine, if you're to imagine the whole thing being solid and you're to like put your fingers on the bridge, you can kind of feel like a really bumpy texture. So uh, yes, it's a it's a play on your senses, essentially. I see. Now let's move on. Who was Michelangelo? Where was he from? Where did he work? Why is he important? And how is he connected to this whole case study? Anyone want to pick up on that? Sure. Michelangelo is considered one of the greatest artists of all time. We've probably seen many of his works and don't even realize it. He has a lot of paintings, sculpture, and even architecture. Of course, the Sistine Chapel is one of his most known pieces and the sculpture of David. Okay. Now, Last question. What is Carrara and uh, what do you think when you first saw it? Uh, Mario, how about you pick up on that? Okay, so Carrara is um, essentially marble. It was the, I guess, my, I guess you could consider it the medium in which Michelangelo portrayed some of his arts. He was, you know, this the form he would use this marble was to create statues mostly of famous greek figures for example the pieta of michelangelo um and some biblical references i don't really have to off the top of my head but you yeah, know it's it's very i think very fascinating the amount of skill and the craftsmanship a person must have to work with that, with that material, and for it to come out so lifelike and so marbled. I mean, so detailed. Nice, uh, nice observation. Now, I apologize for this, but we do have to end it. 
Now, I do want to say thank you for joining us so much today. I appreciate you, Mario, and I appreciate you, Kayla. I really appreciate it. Now, this is this concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon, and remember to stay curious. Thank you.